Hi, and welcome to Ask Rev, a Christian podcast. You can come online and ask us all the questions you'd have for us. Be it biblical, be it about the church, be it about theology, be it about your personal walk with Jesus or your own personal life. Y'all, send your questions in, because we desperately need them. I keep saying desperately when I always do these announcements, but really, guys, this whole podcast is meant for you guys to be able to ask your questions. So if you have any questions, please send them in. Kaylee, how can they do that? Yes, you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ask Rev Podcast, on TikTok at rev.wayne, and through our old-fashioned email, askrevpodcast at gmail.com. That's askrevpodcast at gmail.com. Y'all, it is kind of awesome to just be able to jump back on and do another episode this week. And you know what? We kind of got some really interesting questions this week, I think. Oh, we do. It's kind of revolving around the pastor and a couple questions about us. So let's just go ahead and hit the ground running. All right. So why did we start this podcast? Kaylee, why did we start this podcast? That's a good question. Why did we start this podcast? <laughs> well, the one reason why we kind of started this podcast was if you guys know me from my other podcast I was doing with Kev, uh, Fruit of the Table, the small group podcast, we were doing a podcast regularly, but then schedules kind of got conflicted and messed up. So uh, Kevin wanted to step away from the podcast, but I wanted to keep going. And Kaylee looked at me and said, hey, let's do it. So we were trying to figure out what style podcast we really wanted to do. And I love doing the Ask ask Grab or the Ask a Pastor kind of style uh, dialogues because these questions are very popular. People always have questions. I love being able to look back at them and say, hey, here's the answers to your questions. Here's what we can do to help you guys out. If I don't know, let me help you find it. So Kaylee very graciously jumped up and said, hey, well, let me do the podcast with you. How about we do this together as a couple? And we loved it. We took off the first couple episodes. We had great chemistry, which I'd hope so because we are married. <laughs> but we started off doing this podcast just for the fun of it and to be able to help. And our biggest goal really is to help start treading biblical literacy around trying to inspire people to read the Bible, answer the questions they have, and kind of spur them to know more about Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I think it's just a good opportunity for people that have questions to just ask when they might not feel safe to ask their own pastor or youth leaders. Yeah, because all this is anonymous, so it really does kind of add that extra barrier of protection. So you're not being shamed for asking these questions. And also, when you send us in your questions, we're not going to shame you for asking questions. We love the fact that people are asking questions. Because asking questions mean you're wanting to learn. And all of us are supposed to be a continuous student of the gospel, a continuous disciple of Christ. That means to be a lifelong learner. So ask your questions. We love to hear them. Yeah, all right. Our next question. What is some advice you would give to someone wanting to go into the ministry? Find a good mentor would be where I would start off. Uh, one of my favorite things I did when I got into the ministry was one I uh, pursued knowing what it meant to be a pastor by talking with my pastor at the time. Now, what he did was he actually, because uh, it was me and two other boys that were growing up that we became the quote-unquote preacher boys, if you find a lot of churches. And we decided, hey, we want to go up to the pastor and ask him, hey, will you mentor us? Will you disciple us of what it means to be a pastor? Will you teach us what it means to read the Bible and study it more uh, thoroughly, to be able to write sermons? Can you teach us that? And he took us underneath his wing and ran off with us. We had a blast. It was just being able to learn more. We started learning how to teach Sunday school classes is where we started. We taught Sunday school regularly. We started teaching each other first, and we started teaching other groups within the church to be able to be more of an effective communicator. But really kind of adding into that mentorship, I say this, always pursue after education in this field. This is not a field for somebody to walk into and say, hey, I don't know a lot, but I'm going to go and teach. You know, we have a lot of uh, what we call the backwoods preachers, the country boy preachers, 
which are great. If you're, not, I'm not talking about going go buy a uh, college degree because not everybody needs to be a college degree, a college educated man to be a pastor. What I'm calling for is you guys, if you're going to do this, read, read your Bible, know your Bible well, read books on what it means to be a ministry. Find all of them, guys. I have a bookshelf behind me. That if you need any recommendations, please email us. I'm happy to be able to give you like a list of books I recommend you guys start to learn. But continuing to educate yourself because you're teaching other people about the gospel, you need to know the gospel as best as you possibly can. So since you're going to be on the other end of these questions at times, know all you know. But if I were to give you kind of a third advice, the best thing I can tell you is this. If you can see yourself doing anything else in the world and being happy, do that instead of ministry. Mm-hmm. Ministry is not meant for the light heart, light of heart. It is not meant for the ones who are going to fall out every time something goes wrong. It's not meant for somebody who keeps their heart on their sleeves. It's very hard to do this job and to be a person who's easily offended. So I'm going to tell you this. You're going to deal with a lot of people. and That's always the biggest problem with ministry. If I could do ministry and have no other body, nobody else uh, involved, it'd be, it'd be a breeze. But the reality is I'm pastoring people. People can be hard to work with at times. So I'll tell you this. If you can do anything but ministry and be happy with your life, do that. When I followed my call into ministry, that was the one thing that I said. I looked at everything else I could do. I wanted to pursue a ministry. Oh, the military. I wanted to go into the military and do that. I thought, hey, that would be the dream. I was going to be the first, uh, the next generation of Stowers men jumping into the Air Force or into the military and pursuing after it. But I realized I wouldn't have been happy. I realized I wouldn't be doing what God had called me to do. When God calls you to do it, go for it. But if you can do anything else and know that you're still happy and in the will of God, go do that instead. So that's all I got for that question, I guess. Yeah, I think, like, too, you just need to make sure that you are up on your Bible literature knowledge. Yeah, your Bible knowledge, not your literature. But make sure you're reading through your Bible. And I think something else that's important is make sure you're comfortable sharing the gospel with someone else. Because that's your whole goal in ministry is to share the gospel with as many people as possible. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then that's not good. And that's one thing that's happened, though, in the ministry is you do kind of get more comfortable with that over time because you're going to be constantly put in that situation. So to kind of bounce off that, make sure you're comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because the reality is, is you're going to be constantly put in those situations where you're talking to somebody that you're not sure what to say. You're going to be walking in situations where you know you have to give the gospel, but you don't feel comfortable talking to this person. It's not about the relationship between you and that other person whatsoever. Is back the the fact that God has called us to do the fact that God's called us to go out there and preach the gospel and tell everybody about Him, even the people we don't like, mm-hmm. even the people we don't know, even the people mm-hmm. that we don't normally talk to. We gotta go tell the gospel. So what else do we got? All right, can you preach without using the Bible? No. For the love of all things, no. Y'all, the fact is, when we are preaching, our whole point of preaching is to preach the Bible. The gospel of Jesus Christ is held within the Word of God. That is what we're supposed to be preaching, though, preaching the Word of God. Whenever you have pastors who are using their own personal experiences, and that's what they preach from, whenever you have people who are using their own personal thoughts, and that's what they preach from, you get people like Joel Olstein, who are preaching a thing that's completely against the gospel. You're preaching heretical nonsense because you're not using anything that's founded or based. All right. You can have all the right things. 
and say all the good things. But if you're not reading it from the Word of God, if you're not preaching from the Word of God in that sense, the right things are not what you're supposed to be preaching. The thing that you're supposed to be preaching is the Word of God. So yeah. please use your Bible. Yeah, that's something that always bothered me when either visiting a church or um, sometimes some chapel speakers at yeah. the university we went to. Uh, they would get up there, and they're not even opening a Bible. They're not quoting scripture at all. And it's kind of like, uh, this is a chapel service, or this is church. Like, come on. <laughs> and it just really bothered me whenever we would see that. And it's like, honestly, I'm going to tune you out because this is not about Jesus. This is about you. Yeah. Well, it's the difference between being a motivational speaker and being a pastor. Both of us have a great, a great message for people. Both of us have a opportunity to be able to communicate to a group to be able to motivate them towards a certain object. But the reality is when we're preaching the gospel, what we're preaching people towards is Christ. Whenever we're preaching from our own standpoint, we're preaching them towards our experience. The reality is not all of us experience the gospel, the, the not the correct way, but the same way. We don't all experience it the same way at all. I mean, one of the things that I always laugh at is my spiritual conversion. The moment I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior is not a lot like other people. I cried when I got saved. Not a lot of people say they cried when they got saved. Why? Because to me, it was an emotional rampage. It like smacked me and just hit. Not a lot of people have that. You know, Some people have more of a charismatic worship in their mindset than I do. So it's not the same way. So when I preach from my experience alone, I'm preaching towards that emotion. I'm preaching towards what happened to me. It's about the gospel, but I'm preaching towards what happened to me. Well, I'm supposed to be preaching to you, hey, this is something that happened to me, but this is what the Word of God says, so that you can have an opportunity to experience Christ in a way that God has had for you in this moment. To be able to look at God and say, hey, Jesus Christ has come and died for you as your personal Savior on the cross. He died that He can save you from your sins. And going through that gospel message with them, when you read through the Word of God, that's what motivates people. That's what drives them towards Christ. The Holy Spirit is working through them in that moment. Telling people about your experience is a great thing. But when it's your advice to the people and not God's advice to the people, you've made yourself an idol. Mm -hmm. You've placed yourself in the place that God's supposed to be. Don't preach from your experiences. Preach from the Word of God. Yeah, it also bothers me when pastors don't encourage their congregation to open their scriptures with them yes. and follow along. Like, honestly, I don't care what, what version you're reading from up there on the pulpit, but encourage your congregation to open their Bibles. Yes, because honestly, pastors make mistakes all the time. Y'all, I, I was laughing. We were talking with one of our other ministers uh, this week, and he was uh, preaching last night for the first time in a long time. He doesn't preach regularly. He's uh, our executive and worship pastor, and we love him to death, and he's just so great. But he made the mistake of uh, saying open to the book of Philippians, uh, the, the book of Ephesians when he met the book of Philippians. If nobody else was opening their Bibles, they would have thought everything he said would have been out of the book of Philippians. No, would have been out of the book of Ephesians. Let me get my story straight here. Sorry, guys. But whenever you're preaching towards that, whenever he made that mistake, somebody stopped and said, hey, uh, pastor, it's actually out of the book of Philippians that you're reading. He's like, oh, goodness, sorry. Yes, please turn to the book of Philippians. Because we want to make sure that we're getting everything communicated correctly across to you. Because if we're being wrong, if we're twisting things, if we're making mistakes, correct us. That's what you're supposed to do as a congregation. You're supposed to hold your leadership accountable. But two, that way, whenever you go back to worship, whenever you go back to read your Bible and say, hey, I want to find that passage that such and such was preaching out of today. And you can't find it. Well, then you're going to be like, okay, well, this wasn't what they said, or this is what was, wasn't what they were preaching about. 
Were they preaching wrong? Were they doing something that was incorrect? Were they doing something that would be considered unbecoming of the pastor? I mean, what are they doing? And so whenever you guys are communicating, whenever you guys are in your scripture, whenever you guys are in the congregation, make sure you're open up your word of God. Read along with us. Because whenever you have pastors who are just quoting things, I'll tell you this, there's a lot of great pastors out there. Well, there's some bad pastors out there who will not tell you what the reference was and say, hey, this is from the Word of God. They will tell you something that's not in the Word of God and they'll be completely for their purpose and choice. Or people will take one verse out of context. If I don't tell you where it's at, then you can't challenge me to where the context was. That begins to become an issue for what we are trying to learn more as Christ to be a good disciple. They're manipulating you by using the Word of God. Read your scripture along with them. Challenge them when you can. But yeah, okay, that whole hardly agree. It, it drove me up the wall when we'd see speakers who are not actually using the Word of God, who would walk up and just put the Bible down and walk away from it, or who wouldn't even bring one up on stage. That drives me up the wall. Yeah, it, I just don't know if it was something like my parents really uh, instilled in me as a kid or what, but they always you know, made sure I had a Bible and I had it open during service, and also that they wanted to make sure that the pastor was doing what they were supposed to. I mean, it's it. I don't know. It probably is just something personal that really just bothers me, but... I well, mean, no, I mean, it's something that should bother people, especially when they're trying to encourage people to be more in this kind of mindset, being biblically literate. If you rely on the sermons of your pastor to, to be what your, is your source of your reading your Bible, if you let your pastor read the Bible to you, yeah, sooner or later you'll go through the whole Bible. But the reality is you're not reading the Bible in the full context. You're not taking everything into granted. What you're doing is you're trusting somebody else to get it right for you. Yeah, and I just remember, you know, I mean, why'd Martin Luther do what he did? Yeah. Yeah. What was the whole point of King James for producing the King James Version? It was meant for the fact that the people, the common aged man, could read the Bible along with them. It was meant to be able to bring the Word of God out of the power of the priest and into the hand of the believer. Y'all, use your Bibles, please. I know that was a little off topic, but yes, please do. But what's our next term? What's our next question that we got over here? We're kind right. of just zooming through these guys. It's going to be a are. good this... episode. All right. What was the worst sermon you ever preached? Oh, Lord. Well, I have not preached a sermon, so this is for you. Okay. Well, what was the worst sermon that I've ever preached? I don't know. I've liked all your sermons. See, my wife is a very supportive wife, pastor's wife. She's like, Wayne, you do a great job. I preach. Guys, I always get in the, after we had done preaching, or if I ever preach, I get done getting in the car with Kaylee. I look at her and go, hey, what'd you think of the sermon? And she's always like, oh, I thought it was really good. I'm like, no, actually, tell me the truth. What'd you think? No, and I actually thought it was really good. I think you did a good job. I think this is the great point. And it's been very awesome. Because, you know, the the reality is, guys, we're always going to have an off day. We're always going to have a sermon that we think absolutely flop. Y'all, if you walk out of the pulpit going, man, that was a great sermon every Sunday, you really need to check yourself and humble yourself. Because there's a lot of Sundays that I get out of the, behind the pulpit after having preached my heart out, going, man, that flopped, and that flopped hard, and it hurt. And I hope that God was glorified in that, but I don't see how he could be. Well, there's always that one person that got something. That's, and that's where it really comes down to. It's always that one person who got something. Or when I talked to you about it, you're always like, actually, I thought it was a really good sermon. This is where I got it. So it's very encouraging. It was kind of like, didn't you kind of say that this last Sunday? You were like, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was just a bad sermon. I just thought I didn't do well. But you know, it went right along with our Sunday school lesson, like I told you. Well, God really kind of connected it. But when we kind of talk about like what what was my worst sermon, if I have to think of my worst sermon, I have to go back to my first sermon. 
and y'all, the reality is whenever you start off in ministry, your first sermon's not going to be the best one you've ever preached. All right. You're going to get behind there. You're going to think, oh, yeah, I'm ready to do this. But you've never been a communicator before or you haven't done this. You haven't ever preached the gospel in a congregation before or anything like that. It's a whole nother ball game. Like It's different than teaching Sunday school. It's a whole different ball game. So my first sermon when I got up, I cannot remember the passage that I used, but I talked about how these uh, the sword is mightier than the pen, which is supposed to be a play on the pen is mightier than the sword. Because a sword can fight one person, but a pen, a pen can send millions into battle. But I was using the sword, which is supposed to be the word of God, is mightier than the pen. And I was kind of focusing on this construct that the word of God is mightier than all things that man has on earth. It's supposed to be pursuing after the power of God through his word. It seems like a pretty hefty topic for a very first sermon. I was very, like, on top of everything. Guys, I was not a theologian at the time either. I was just like, yeah, I'll take the bull by the horns. Go for it. Kind of guy. Uh, I had a lot of gumption. <laughs> You're right. It was a heavy topic that my pastor said, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and quickly humbled me. Real quick. As I got up there, I started preaching, and it flopped. But the thing that really got me was, like, there were some really good points. I had some really solid points. I cannot remember what they were. But I made some good points. You scripture like you were supposed to. I was really into it. But then I started doing the one thing that all young pastors will do at one day in their life. is I started smacking the front of my Bible. I was like, <laughs> the word of God is powerful. And you should get that, like, that pops out. Always like this little sound going in there. And it was just awesome. I was doing that over and over and over again, not realizing I was, like, thumping my Bible. And my pastor, after we got done, stopped me and looked at me and said, hey, it's official. You're a Bible thumper. Be careful. I said, well, what do you mean? He was like, wait, in the whole like fifth, last 15 minutes of your sermon, you just kept popping your Bible to help add emphasis. He's like, that's how you become a Bible thumper. I'm proud of you. Doesn't he do the same thing? He does. That's why he was proud of it. But it was just like an amazing thing just to see. I was like, oh, goodness. And why I always claim it to be my worst sermon I've ever preached was because literally the context, everything that went with it. I did what I was supposed to do. I did the whole biblical analysis of it. But I was so young when I preached it. I took everything for granted. I thought I was the smartest man in the world. Mm -hmm. Reality is, I wasn't even close. And it kind of hurt. My second worst sermon. No. <laughs> yeah, what's the second worst sermon? Y'all, we're gonna start like listing all my sermons. I, I've preached over a hundred sermons now, which is just surprising. And a lot that sounds really weird to say for a man who's been in the ministry for over six years now. Only a hundred sermons. Well, you have to think I am a youth pastor by trade, so a family pastor. So I generally talk with kids, and a lot of times I do more Bible lessons than I do Bible sermons. But I was an interim for a while, which is really where I kind of got more. Where you got half of those. <laughs> where, yeah, I got half of those. majority of those done. But it's really interesting to see, like, all my different sermons. If I had to label one through 100 and tell you which was the worst, which one was the greatest, it would be hard. I cannot tell you what was my greatest sermon I've ever preached. Because I still don't think it was the greatest sermon I've ever preached. So, but, yeah, that was my worst sermon. But, guys... We do want to thank you guys for jumping on the podcast. I know this is kind of a hard, hard, cold start here to, to the ending, but the reality is that we are very appreciative of what all you guys are doing and jumping onto the podcast, following us on uh, all of our social medias, being active with it. We are asking, hey, guys, if you have any more questions, throw them in. Not just that. Hey, do you have a fun church story? Yes. Do you have a story that you really think is hilarious? What is your funniest church story? Guys, 
send them in. We'd love to hear them. Do we have any uh, maybe examples we could give? Uh, do we have any examples we can give? Do, do we have any examples? Do you want me to go ahead and give, give one of give, my examples? Give one example. Not uh, like your best one, but like uh, one that was somewhat man. funny. One of my funniest church events, uh, church experiences ever happened, happened within the church office. We had our secretaries out by the door. And she was just over there just kind of watching for the mail to come, like flipping through some stuff in her hands. All of a sudden, your pastor just walked behind her and just made like, oh, call sound and just scared the snot out of her. <laughs> we caught it on video. Oh, we have it on video, guys. It was like the, the best part was I was sitting in my office, like doing my work. And all I was call, ah, what is wrong with you? So I thought somebody died. So I come running out to see my pastor on the floor, just dying laughing. So, guys, if you have stories like that, please send them in because we love to be able to share some of these uh, with all of you guys and kind of share some more of ours because, y'all, I've been doing youth ministry for six years now. Trust me, I got some stories. And we actually have some pastor friends who've already sent theirs in, too, that have some really funny stories. So if you'd like to be added into that group, please send them in. Kaylee, how can they send them to us? You can send them on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AskRevPodcast. You can hit Wayne up on TikTok at rev.wayne, or you could just send them via email at askrevpodcast at gmail.com. That is askrevpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We love you guys so much. Please send your questions, send your stories, do all the wonderful things. But until next time, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.